Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 18, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket. We have a lot to go through. The market, at least on some charts, is beginning to change what we'll call structure. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to get to that in a moment. The first thing we do is take a look at the daily chart and what's jumping off the page at me. Well, the first thing jumping off the page at me is the current structure. What do I mean by that? We've been discussing the fact that the market has been making a series of higher lows dating back all the way down here. And now all of a sudden, we don't have higher lows any longer. We have something else going on. So, for example, the low here at 456.60, the closing price today, 456.51. And you know what comes next. Are there any accidents or coincidences? And the short answer is, no, there's not. What else do we have on the daily chart? Well, we have 454.98. That's a horizontal line. It's also a gap down here that was not filled today. They came close and they bounced away. The low today was 455.31. So they do that all the time, and it tells me one of two things. First thing is, either the destination is somewhere else lower, and it's a fake-out type operation going on, or the market is so strong that it's an indication or signal. They come up short, they start to bounce away, they trade away in a bullish formation, they'll come back later to get the gap, but it's a signal of a strong market. Well, we didn't really get that signal today. They still hung around the lows by the end of the day. And since we're on the topic of one of two things, either they go lower below the gap to another destination, where is that destination? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked. There's a zone, 454.50 to 452.60. Let me explain. Now, remember, inside my head is a dangerous place to be, so some of this stuff is going to seem like it comes from Introduction to Bonkers 101, but go with me, indulge me. So here they are at the 100-period moving average. They've played defense at the 100-period moving average several times. Now, eventually, they're going to give it up, and maybe this is the time, and they're giving it up now kind of in concept. But let's say tomorrow, on Wednesday, they go down farther into this zone, play defense before they get to this low down at 451.14, preserve this higher low set over here, and even if they run down to make a test of this low at 451.14, I'm also going to show you why That's important from another perspective. Here's the weekly chart. Here's the last big-time weekly breakup candle with the low at 451.14. So are they just going to give that up? They're going to give up the 20-week moving average, the breakup candle low all in one shot. They're just going to blow right through everything. It's possible. The question is, is it probable? This is also regular way options expiration the third Friday of each month. Not the weekly options, but this is the regular old-timers option expiration. Why do we look at it as an important week or an important time frame? Because weird stuff happens. They have a tendency to whip the market in both directions 
during options expiration week. Doesn't have to happen. It just does happen. Now, on the downside, if they start getting below this low here, 451.14, and start closing candles below it, that's really somewhat of an Irene number. Closing the week below is really where Irene meets a sleuth of bears. We're still going to see big swings in both directions. That is the expectation. So just because the market is pointing down doesn't mean you won't see a rip-your-face-off rally anytime soon. We will see one. We just don't know necessarily from exactly what price on what day. Just by chance, what happens if they open the market? It's a big gap down and they open below all this stuff. Well, put your helmet on. Here's the 240 chart. You're giving up the last line of defense in terms of moving averages. At some point, once they get below, they will try and rally back to recapture at least the 200 period moving average. So that runs in concert with the concept of lower over the next day or so could still warrant a snapback. Just depends on whether or not they give up that important weekly number and they start really accelerating on the downside. Now, when you look at the 120-minute chart, just run with me on this concept. You have to be able to see both sides of the market as an umpire. So if they're trading well below this stuff, so things could accelerate on the downside. But let's just say for argument's sake, you have a gap down and an early reversal. They do that kind of stuff all the time. Let's just say that happens. So all of a sudden, now they're trading higher by mid-morning, late morning. Where are they going? Well, the first place is they're going to try and rally back to a big fat round number of 460. It begins to get into no man's land. If they get above 460, you begin discussing filling the gap all the way up here. That price would be 463.67 in that neighborhood. Then all of a sudden, these moving averages start to come into view and things change from not only a structural perspective, but a psychological perspective. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes and understanding balls and strikes. Let's take a look inside the numbers. We'll start with the early thoughts, see what we had for the commentary, and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. What I can tell you in advance is the numbers are important. The numbers worked for the most part on days like today, big swings in both directions, and they happen quickly. It's turnaround Tuesday, and they're starting down pretty hard at zero dark 30. The day will start out blaming Europe and that it will morph from there. No idea what they ended up blaming by the end of the day. I'm sure it was a potpourri of items. Doesn't really matter what they were. Remember, we were climbing the wall of worry. Well, what goes into the wall of worry? Each and every brick that goes to construct the wall is a different item to worry about. There's a full supply of bricks in the wall. Europe. Ukraine, Russia, China, interest rates, inflation, need I say more? So therefore, we get right down to the numbers. They're not that far from the lows made last week on the reversal day. 456.60 is the number and also a spot where higher lows aren't higher anymore. So it's an important spot right out of the chute. Food for thought from a longer-term chart perspective. We'll start the day with the awareness of three numbers and the reasons why they're important. 
First is the big fat round number, 460. Once they give that up, we start looking lower. They ran the successful test last week and they bounced off. That's what they're supposed to do the majority of the time. Once they give it up, you look down further. The next big time number is last Monday's low, 456.60, which is the line in the sand for higher lows to continue for the bull case. Last would be the open gap down at 454.98 and would include a spike of the 100 period moving average, which the market has respected so far. On the flip side, a rescue operation side, the bulls need to recapture a number that they didn't get to, so it really doesn't matter. So here's a few words. When they're doing this kind of thing in the morning, you have to have some awareness stuff going on. So they could kill him at the open, obviously. There will be a flood of volume around the open. Therefore, stocks on the move can spike through numbers, and some of them are far away from the pre-market price. This is normal and necessary on days like today. So if you get that flood of volume and everything gets thrown out with the bathwater, stocks will still head to a destination, but you have to pick lower destinations on a lot of stuff on days like today. So that's what was going on. We'll circle back to that later. We still had some stocks that hit their numbers. We're going to see large swings in both directions. One moment, it looks like everything's fine. The bulls are in control right before they hit them again. And they pretty much did that all day long. So that's an awareness that on days like today, and today could be in the category of a 20% of the 80-20 rule. The market did the same stuff it normally does, but it doesn't go down this much 80% of the time. So when it does, you have to open up the things that happen on days like today. Let's see what we have as the day started out and began to trade out. They were hanging around the big fat round number around the opening bell before the opening bell. Could be support and they could have rallied off of that or they could just give it up and there's a whole nother leg lower. We really don't know before the opening bell, but it's an awareness. So I, again, bring out things that are awareness stuff relevant for the type of tape that there is. Okay, so here's some stuff we can use. There's a zone. A zone that could bounce the tape before last Monday's low and with a spike of the big fat round number. 458.40 down to 457.80 is that zone. Before we continue on with the notes, we'll get our faculties on the chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see the zone depicted by the horizontal lines running across the screen. The market opens at 459.73. They run into the zone. They go back and forth for a little while. They finally go on a run. The high here is 459.55. So it's 11 and a half points from, meaning S&P handles, from the beginning part of the zone and a lot more from within the zone. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is your morning trade. It was an aggressive trade. Listen, they're hitting them at the open. You have to be a trader willing to understand the other side in order to step in front of the market around the opening bell when they're trading into a zone. So what I said here is an aggressive trader could take a long trade against candle closing below 456.60. That was the other side. That was the stop out. Let's scroll up, see what else we have. 934, they're close to the high risk zone, should bounce if reached. 458.40 for starters. One minute later, showtime for the Bulls to play defense. And you kind of know the rest of the story. You scroll up, 
And you see, as they begin to bounce, traders need to book some profit along the way. We treat it as a business. If they get going, I'll have some targets. 460 would be nice, but it's a little far away to call it the first target. And they ended up coming up short by, I believe, 45 cents of 460. But by 9.43, there you have it, nice trade. The rest is trader's choice. They were trying. They did try to make a run for 460. They came up short, but they certainly gave you the trade. Then they got into a rodeo formation. Then you see at 9.50, we come out with a pivot. 458.85 is the short-term pivot above current price. If they bounce, it's important and overhead resistance. Now we've moved the line, now it's 458.85, the pivot, overhead resistance. Guess what? Look where they went to later in the day. The high is 458.90, a nickel above the pivot. You need to know your numbers. If they get above 458.85, it opens the door for 460. Only we're able to spike above, we're never able to sustain price above. Again, pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. I just want to highlight a few important things. There's a whole lot more that you can learn in here. Those traders interested to learn are either inside the number members already or are reading the notes and will decide that maybe this is something that they want to give a chance. We scroll up, see what else we have, which was a schematic, and here it is at 1040. She's giving no signs of rally other than bounces that get smacked back down. Above 458.85 is what it takes. Below should be 457.14. Once I made one error, they just came in spades. I can't believe nobody corrected me on this all day long. But you see, it should be four, and the door opens for 456.60. Below that, and the door opens for 455, which was that gap I showed you before. So you have the schematic on both sides. Above is the bull case, above the pivot, and below there is your numbers or there are your spots. So now we'll scroll up a little bit, let you pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. You know what happens in the afternoon. They get quiet, they bounce back and forth. About 202 post. Let's say they don't go back down today and continue to bounce. At the time, they were. They went back down later on. What would be the target? A spike above 459 for starters. 459 is magnetic. That was at about 2 o'clock. So where's 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock is right about here. So they start to bounce. They pull back a little bit. They start to bounce. And they go up to what? 459. Making a high of what? 458.90. Came up short and then traded away for the rest of the day coincided with the pivot. Wasn't the same number. It was for a different reason. And let's see what we have going into the end of the day. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, double check the stuff. Stocks on the move. We had a laundry list. Again, some of the targets were far away, but we have to do that on days like today. So we'll take a look at the ones that did hit their targets. L-O-G-I, G-S, Unilever, UL, and SI. The rest of them didn't. They're off the board. They're no trades. Speaking of a no trade, Logitech getting a haircut at the open came up short of the $81 number posted on the board at zero dark 30, and it basically traded over it all day long. 
So by the time it comes into it in the afternoon, we don't want this trade anymore. It's not the manner in which we prefer. So therefore, we generally will take a pass on a trade like this. You could see it bounced at the number anyway, but we don't want it. Goldman Sachs opened below the first number. Second number is activated. It went through the second number, and it took a long time to get back to even, stopping us out, which was $352, $3 stop on a $350 stock is nothing. It's a pretty good risk-reward ratio. It just didn't work out in the manner in which we prefer. We lick our wounds. We move on. Unilever creeped into the first number, came into the second and bounced, bantered back and forth for a while, and went lower. So this one, nobody should be taking the trade at the first number. It creeped into it, took too long. Whether or not you're even paying attention at the second number, it gave you something. But again, this isn't what we have in mind. Okay, so we move on. SI, Silvergate. The first number did the deal. The second number, I believe Jordan took a pass in the live room with the second number. The third number did the deal, and then it was a rodeo, and it melted away the rest of the day. But I believe in the room, the Inside the Numbers live room, Jordan got at least two trades out of this one for I'm not sure exactly how much, but it worked out rather well. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They're below the Irene number. Now keep in mind, The Irene number is a weekly number. It's Tuesday. There's three more trading days in the week. Can they rally back to close up above the Irene number? Anything is possible, but we have to know, being the umpire calling balls and strikes, they're below the Irene number. Look at the weekly chart. Here's a breakup candle low. They're giving it up. If they close the week below this number, it's trouble in the IWM camp. When you take a look at the monthly chart, you see more clearly what's likely going on. They're coming back to run a test of what? Home base, the 20 period moving average. It's right around a big fat round number of 200. Now, what if we just did this? This is an exercise that I recommend everybody do. You take something that looks important from a monthly chart perspective in this example, And you go look for things on other charts that make sense that are around that number, preferably lower than that number. Assume that they're going to spike through the monthly chart 20-period moving average at some point. Going down to the weekly chart, well, that puts them above the 100-period and kind of in no man's land. It's not really at the low of a breakup candle. There's nothing really that material on the weekly chart from where I sit. What about the daily chart? Well, nothing we can see, but what happens if we just start scrolling back and see what happens in and around that 200 area? What do we have? Oh, there we go. All of a sudden, we have a gap, 196.49. So let's just say we put this at 196.49. We leave it there for a while. And depending on how they may reach 196.49, we're going to pay attention to that area, that zone, when they get in and around that number. 200 may be the number, and something lower than 196.49 might be the number. We're going to start with 196.49. Now that's only if they continue lower and Irene starts to really give way. This is day one below Irene. Remember, 
It's hard to kill a bull. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What do we have going here? How about the 100 period moving average? And how about this breakup candle low? 15,672 spot 27. They closed the day above the 100 period moving average, but below that breakup candle low. So the last line of defense is that 100 period moving average, but really they should continue lower into at minimum of the 200 period moving average. And then you start discussing the fact that there's a gap down here, which is also a breakout area, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on with lower prices. As an example, here's the weekly chart. Now, this candle here has a low of 15,859 spot 14. Guess what? Last week's close, while they spiked below it, they closed back above it. Now, they did that once before. They closed below it, and they recaptured it right away. Now they close below it again, and here they are lower. They're giving up the ghost. If they're killing the tape, this is where they want to go, 14675 Not necessarily tomorrow, and they would have to get below this gap over here, but that's a weekly type of number. Just checking in over at the monthly chart, they are pretty far still from home base or the 20-period moving average, but look what's going on here. You have a big tail candle a couple months ago. They're coming down after running some kind of retracement up about almost halfway, not quite halfway up the tail candle. And then all of a sudden you start to notice that the breakup candle low over here, 14,000 we'll call it. It's a little bit of a spike of 14,000. will probably coincide with the monthly chart 20 period moving average or home base. It's just interesting how those things work out. Are there any accidents or coincidences? Not really. What's going on with the Qs? Well, they're still fighting their version of the latest Irene number, this pivot low here. They haven't yet tested it. They haven't yet given it up. That's certainly one thing on the bull side of the ledger. It's a little bit of relative strength against the S&P. A little bit. And on the financial front, the new high party seems to be over for the time being with the financials. So they've run into the 20-period moving average, but you'll notice something interesting. They had a choice here. Look where they closed relation to this breakup candle low. 39.97 is the low, and they closed today at 39.92. They didn't have to. They could have closed back above it. This gives us a negative push or a negative tone there's a gap down here lower than today's low. There's some other stuff. There's another gap. They can come into these moving averages. There's a garden variety retracement down there. 39 is a better number. Big kind of fugly day over at Smash Mouth Country. Down almost 14 bucks, over 4%. That's a thrashing. That's what we call a wallop. If it's a capitulation low type of space, that's one thing. But that's not where we are. Smash Mouth is topping out. That's a target. It's not tomorrow's target. It's an Irene type of target, longer term off the longer term charts. It's a revisiting of a breakout area. It's a garden variety retracement of sorts. Once they give up their version of Irene, which is right here, the low here is 287.73. The door will open for 273 and lower. 
Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.